0: This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County Newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Bart Walker.
1: Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS, where we update you on what is happening in our community. One of the exciting things that's happening is our topic today the opening again of Reeves' Sane Drugstore, about to happen. And the guy who knows Rick Sane is with us today. Hey, Rick, good morning.
2: Good morning, Bart. Glad to be with you.
1: Looking forward to Reeve Sane being back with us. And uh, so many people have missed that. I know you've heard that.
2: I really have. Everywhere I go in this community, it's just been incredible. The, when I walk up, walk into a place or walk up to someone somewhere, everyone wants to talk about the, the old times of the Drugstore, and the first thing I hear about is always the milkshake.
1: <laughs> those were delicious, I tell you, and it was just the nice feel of the soda shop. You could drop in for lunch and have a good lunch and a milkshake, and uh, or you could go by in the middle of the day and have a milkshake.
2: Bart, I truly took it for granted while we were there in operation all those years, and 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 how much it meant to this community until. Till it was gone, I didn't really realize it because uh, uh, it's just been incredible and very humbling you know, to go out in the community and, and hear folks talk about it and share memories of you know, a mom would take their child to, to get a milkshake as a treat after, after they went to a dentist appointment or got their braces off. Or just, everyone's got a story, and it's great. And then to hear some of those kids that remember that as a kid now have kids of their own and they want to bring their kids and have the same experience so hopefully we can bring that back and do that again.
1: Well tell us how the progress is going. I know it's taking a little uh, effort to get things back in order because the building has been unused for a good while.
2: It has. um, It's been a slow progress. I thought we were going to get open back in the summer and it's typical construction and all the Delays that we talk about in our world we live in right now are, are certainly true. I knew it was going to be bad, but I didn't know it was going to be this slow with some of the things that we've been waiting on for the construction phase of it and all. But we're getting closer day by day. We've we've got floor. We're, we're let me back up and tell you we're totally gutting the store. The building had some age on it, so it's a good time to do a facelift inside and out. So we're bringing back all the same things. But with a new look, a new face, and, and just new colors, and a new floor, new ceiling, new lighting, and, and then new new outside, new roof. I mean, it needed a, a, an overhaul, so we've given it given it that, that total facelift.
1: As we come into Reeves Sane, uh, are we going to see the soda shop still in the back door area?
2: Yes, I don't think we could open it. At all without the without the soda shop <laughs> okay. being there, people might run us out of town. Then, but yes, it is. It's going to have the the traditional pharmacy that everyone remembers, the compound lab, the soda fountain. Uh, with we uh, uh, we always had a nice lunch crowd, so the milkshakes, but then a nice lunch and and uh, post office and gift shop and and a, a big over the counter. Cough and cold type section and so forth. With uh, so we're we're bringing it back and, and uh, putting all the same things back in.
1: Sounds like a winner. So when would you estimate that the opening would be?
2: Wow, well, that's the.
1: Uh, it's been sliding away. <laughs> that's
2: the million dollar question. I tell you, I I was thinking we were open a few months back, and, and like I said, it's been slow. So I'm thinking uh, maybe right around the holidays of Christmas, uh, maybe a little after or so. Uh, just depending on. We, when we get everything finished and then we got to get Board of Pharmacy approvals and get all the checkoffs there and, and, and get it back open.
1: Now a lot of the staff members that you had uh, they just were they went out of their way to make you feel at home. Are you able to get any of them back?
2: Yes yes we've got a number of those back and one cool thing Bart is I'm so excited about is Taylor Black is a pharmacist now, but he started in, at Reeves Sane Drugstore when he was 15 years old in, in high school and started out in the soda fountain, worked in the post office, worked up at the front counter, worked in the pharmacy all the way through uh, pharmacy school, and and uh, once he got out of pharmacy school, became a pharmacist with us and all, and he, uh, he has got Black's Apothecary down on Memorial down the street behind McAllister's there, and uh, he's going to partner up. With us and and uh, go back in, so we're going to merge Black's Apothecary back into Reeves St. Drugstore, and then another pharmacist, Mark Moore, who's a uh, local homegrown uh, young man that uh, just uh, loves to do compounding, and he's going to focus on the compounding, which we always did a lot of back in the day, and. So uh, Mark and Taylor are, are going to come in, and I think they'll give a lot of new energy to the store and, and be the young faces there that uh, people will love to, to know and and uh, some of the same old faces hopefully there as well. That is
1: so exciting to hear about. Uh, what about the gifts? If people need gifts, will they be available?
2: They will. We're going to have a gift shop that I uh, can't wait uh, to to see what it's going to turn out to look like. We, we took all the fixtures out that the gifts were on and, and got those in storage, going to bring those back in uh, when the painting's done here real soon, got the floor in. So uh, things are happening and moving. And uh, yes, we will definitely have a neat little gift shop that, that people can browse in while they're waiting on a prescription.
1: I'm, I'm glad you mentioned also a few minutes ago, you talked about compounding. I think a lot of people were using the compounding for numerous things. Uh, not only human medicine, but for your pets mm. as well. Uh, will that variety of compounding be
2: available? It will. I get a lot of questions about compounding because if you've never needed it, you don't really know what compounding is. And, and compounding is the traditional lost art of, of what pharmacy was many, many years ago before there were so many manufacturers. But it can be as simple as um uh, a diaper rash ointment for a child with, with with a bad diaper rash that can't be cleared up or or some elderly patient that's bedridden that needs it for for that or it can be uh, a, a, a powder that we mix up for, for nausea for, for someone that's throwing up and can't hold anything down that we can put it into a cream that's topical. But it can be as simple as flavoring something that a child won't take. But you mentioned the animals. We do a lot of compounding for the veterinarians in town. Uh, but dogs are notorious for having seizures so we do a lot of seizure medications for dogs cats are notorious for having thyroid disorders, a lot of thyroid uh, sometimes when there's a, a, a pet that's uh, just uh, got a lot of anxiety or something and needs relaxing uh, veterinarians will call us and have us mix something up for humans that's in a dose for, a, for a, uh, an animal and so forth so there's lots of different opportunities for us to, to help pet owners out as well
1: and will the drive-through still be available?
2: Drive-through will be there just like it was, and uh, that that was always just non-stop back in the day for us. So we hope to get that back. Um, the, the drive-through will be back, but the non-stop we hope to get back to to help folks out.
1: So Reeves Sane Drugstore will once again be open in the very near future. We just don't know when. Uh, I think everybody realizes. This is not the same world that we were in uh, as far as getting things done quickly. Uh, you're, you're running into problems, not always getting the right material to do the renovation. And It's, it's exciting sounding thinking that uh, here's a, a store that has meant so much to so many. It will have an all new look to it and it'll be fresh uh, all the way from the outside through the inside.
2: It will. It is. It's is. It's going to have a good look to it. I'm so excited about the plans that we drew up to give it that facelift, that new look, and uh, new landscaping, everything. I mean, we took everything, totally gutted the store, and, and uh, so it is definitely going to have a fresh new look with with all. We're so excited about coming back and, and you know— when we sold before it did end, like we wanted to. So now we can come back and, and, uh, hopefully just be a staple in the community and, and, uh, be back to where we were and, and help folks out. Because I hear from a lot of folks that they, you know, a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of people are still, um, craving for that, um, face-to-face and that medication counseling and and, uh, the help of the insurance companies. Goodness gracious, trying to to navigate insurance companies and and getting a prescription field sometimes that's got to be pre-approved and just needing that extra help of figuring those things out. And that's what we were always good at back in the day is working with patients and meeting them where they were and, you know, not only helping them with uh, better understanding their medication needs and counseling them on that, uh, but also helping with their insurances and navigating the the craziness of that sometimes.
1: For people who may be new to the community, and there are probably the majority of people are new to the community now. Uh, what? How did Reeves Sane get started? How? What was? How, what was the history of, behind that facility?
2: Well, Richard Reeves, Mayor Reeves. Uh, And Ron Powell, back in the early '80s, started the pharmacy. I know you well remember it, Bart, back when it was Saveway Pharmacy in a location across the parking lot, and um, moved into the location where we are now at 1801 Memorial, uh, and and changed the name then to Reeves Powell Drug Store. That was in March of '89. I came through as a student in uh, April of '89 and uh, loved the atmosphere, loved working in a brand-new store. They just moved into in 89, and then uh, was working there with uh, Richard Reeves and Ron Powell as a a pharmacist with them for for five years. Shane Reeves, Richard's son, who is now Senator Reeves, um, graduated from pharmacy school in 94. Uh, Ron Powell sold his partnership to me, uh, Richard uh, Reeves sold his partnership to his son Shane and, and Shane and I became partners in 94 and changed the name to Reeves Sane Drugstore and then grew a lot of different facets of the business over the years and and uh, we're fortunate enough with the growth of Murfreesboro to grow with it and it's just been a good place to to, to live to, to 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 have a business and to, to you know get to know people and all but it certainly has grown so that's the quick history of it and and um uh Reef Sane uh, grew into doing nursing homes and a lot of home infusion, working with patients in their homes and home health agencies and doing a lot of medical equipment and respiratory needs back in the day and and uh, grew in a lot of different areas. And, and one thing we hadn't mentioned is, you know, we, we delivered a lot of medicine and, and, and this day and time, as busy as the traffic is in Murfreesboro, as we all know, uh, we'll get that delivery back to help folks out with their delivery needs and carry it to their doorstep.
1: One thing I remember so much about Reeves St. Drugstore, it seemed that everybody was thinking outside the box. There were needs in the community, there were issues that need solving, and your staff came up with some creative ideas, Uh, I I like the one about the, the pills in individual containers uh tell us how that came about
2: well you know we were we we started out doing nursing homes and assisted living started popping up in the 90s we started taking care of those and putting those patients and putting them in packaging where if a a, a patient was taking four or five things at eight o'clock in the morning it was harder with all the bottles so we started uh, putting them in packaging for these nursing homes and assisted living homes and thought why are we not doing this for folks that themselves that live in their own homes to help them be more compliant with their medication and so forth. So we started doing that, labeled it called Medipack, and, and that was a huge thing for us to help patients out. And the caregivers, a lot of times, if someone's having a sitter or a, a home health agent or whatever, they loved knowing that their patients were taking their medications, made it easier on them and taking care of those patients. And uh, doctors love it because they knew their patients were taking the medications like they were supposed to at the time they were supposed to. And, and uh, so we hope to get some of those kind of things back as well.
1: One thing that uh, that also seemed to do was to keep people from taking medicines that interacted badly with each other. I mean, you would be putting them together so you'd see right off the bat.
2: Exactly, and you have the help of the computer system, and we've got a great computer system. I always have had uh, the latest and greatest technology, as you mentioned, and we'll have that back, and and, uh, the computer system we're using, I'm excited to use, because it's got all the newest, latest bells and whistles. I remember back when this new thing called apps was coming out what is an app back in the day you know and all we jumped on that opportunity so that people could have an app on their phone and and pop in their refills and have all that back and use the latest technology i remember back you, you you make me think about back in the late 90s when it became available for pharmacists to start giving immunizations and we jumped, on, uh, jumped out and all got certified to, 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 to give shots and started out giving a lot of flu vaccine, which I hear flu is heard up up this morning, and hospitals were getting full with flu-like symptoms and so forth. So get your flu shot out there. But we started giving a lot of flu shots back in the day, and that grew into a travel vaccine business. So we'll still be doing a lot of the immunizations. We built actually a new room to give that, to have extra space to give folks, their their uh, travel vaccines, their flu shots, COVID shots, and that sort of thing. So um, that's exciting as well.
1: Very good. So with the flu season upon us, I mean, it's, it's here right now, uh, do you foresee a, a busy flu season? And I'm sure that if you're opening up anytime in the near future, you'll be giving out those flu shots.
2: We've actually already been going out, um, giving a lot of flu vaccine in clinics at, at different locations to employers, to, to nursing homes, assisted living homes, to churches and so forth as we speak. And. Um, uh, we've been doing that through Black's Apothecary since Reef Saint is not opened up yet, and all so that's that's been busy already. But uh, it's hard to tell. But but if we're already getting hospitals full with flu-like symptoms, it makes me think that uh, that it might be a might be a busy season for flu. You know, we didn't talk about flu much the last couple of years with all the COVID and all. So um, it, it worries me that we're, we might have an uptick in flu season this year.
1: Are you seeing a reduction in COVID uh, request?
2: Yes, a big reduction. Not not hearing much about the the need for you know we have a few boosters and that sort of thing being talked about and and and, and recommend that for the the elderly population for sure there and also but uh, you know we never know but we want to stand ready to, to to be able to help the needs if if we have an uptick in COVID hopefully we won't hopefully we're past that but we'll never know.
1: Now for people who have had all of their boosters, uh, and. Everything that uh, they've had the initial vaccinations, uh, are they? Do they still need some more vaccinations?
2: I still think that they all get uh, th- those same folks need to get their flu shot, obviously, and so forth, and then you know keep up with the boosters every year. You know we're finding that boosters not preventing the COVID, a- as we're hearing out there, but it certainly uh, uh, lessens the effect of it and so forth. So a big believer in that, and and certainly a big believer in the flu vaccine. You, you'll hear the same thing. All these years you hear the same thing about flu. Well, flu didn't keep me from getting the COVID because there's different strains that that hit out there and all. But it certainly lessens the effect, you know, and, and all. It keeps you out of the hospital, hopefully, a lot of times and, and that sort of thing. So big believer in flu vaccines as well.
1: With our school system growing the way it is, it's difficult sometimes for parents to keep up with the vaccinations that their children have had and, and they need to know what they've had. Uh, will Reeve Sane help in that area?
2: We do some, we do not do a lot of the pediatric, uh, uh, adolescent population with with vaccines because we've got such a good pediatric physician community here some of our colleagues out in the rural areas will give a lot more pediatric vaccines and so forth where there's not the the great doctor base that we've got here so the the physicians here are are so good about making sure that the kids are vaccinated and getting taking care of all their needs what we do is a lot of times in the late summer early fall we'll give a lot of the meningitis vaccines for kids going off to college and some of those needs maybe they need a booster in the mmr or something that, that to show for their college records and we've always done a lot, a lot of that, those over the years besides the travel vaccines when someone's traveled on a mission trip and whatnot
1: we have a question here from a listener texted in and they're asking uh will the post office bill the be there and also the lady with the British accent. <laughs> will she be around? Everybody
2: loved Jenny. Jenny is a, a sweetie. Uh, uh, don't know if Jenny will be back with us or not yet, but uh, she will certainly be in and out a lot because I still keep in touch with her and love her dearly. Um, but the post office is uh, something we've been working on for months now, and it's a lot of hoops to jump through with with the government there to be a contracted postal unit and all. The local post office people are, are just dying for us to open back up because we took such a load off of them back in the day with our with our post office. It's still there intact, and we're waiting for the final checkoffs from the uh, post at, uh, folks at the at the post office and and the. Uh, sign-offs and check-offs of all that, but hopefully we'll have it back because we're c- certainly saving the space for it. So all all of that space is still
1: there. Yeah. Yes. The equipment, whatever was yes, there. Yes, it's there. All you need is the uh, person. Yeah,
2: ex- <laughs> we just need the contract signed by the United States Post Office and we'll be good to go.
1: Very good. Well, we're talking this morning about Reeves Sane Drugstore, very popular in our community. Uh, and you, you, for people who don't know Tell us what happened uh, in the transition. Just a brief uh, outline of what happened. How did you know, people are thinking, well, why is this coming back if it was so great? Why did it leave in why the first did it place? Sell?
2: I get that question a lot, and it's, and it's a, a lengthy conversation. I'll try to sum it up really quick. We, we, in, in 2012, we, we started doing this uh, uh, new world of specialty pharmacy, and it was all these new biotech drugs that you don't get in your corner drugstore. We were... Uh, grew that business in three years to where we were in all 50 states shipping and we were doing it a spring hill but it was in the drugstore corporation and then uh, it grew so big we, we needed someone to come in and help us take it to the next level financial wise and so forth and and uh, it was doing so good um, but when the company that that um we talked to a lot of folks about it but the company we talked to the one to buy it they loved Reeves sane drugstore and they wanted to emulate Reeves same within well, it was Fred's. it was a f- dollar discount Fred's. they had 350 stores but they loved Reeves saying so much they wanted me to to go with the deal and um help them emulate that throughout their stores throughout the southeast and so that was what we we did I wish looking back that we would have carved that store out I don't know that they would have done the deal had we done that so it made sense because they said we're keeping your name we're keeping your people we're keeping your building soda fountain post office everything so it was too good to be true Uh, they were a 60 year old company uh, traded on the Nasdaq doing 2 billion a year in sales Uh, who would have ever thought that three years later they would go bankrupt which they did so they went bankrupt I was leasing the building to them. The building got tied up in bankruptcy for a couple of years, got the building back out of the bankruptcy courts, and uh, thought, what am I going to do with this building? Am I going to sell it? I'm going to lease it. No, let's go back into business and do this because it didn't end like we wanted to. So let's do this again. And and then the next question I get, are you going to build this back up and sell it again? No intention of that. I want to keep it going. And we're not getting back into the specialty piece like we did. Uh, That's that that door is closed. And and, uh, we just want to get back into the traditional independent retail pharmacy that that we were known for and and, um, and and love on the people in Murfreesboro. And hopefully they'll love it again as well.
1: Well, we're looking forward to that, and for people who just tuned in, we're talking this morning with Rick Zane about uh, Reeve Zane Drugstore, and it will be opening again soon. Before we leave, uh, again, give us sort of a a feel of when you think it might be opening.
2: Well, I I would love to see it open before Christmas. Um, I was hoping by Thanksgiving. It doesn't look like with the construction phase it's going to happen, so certainly by the first of the year certainly so we're we're looking so we're so excited and and, uh, hopefully uh, we'll be splashing it out we'll be letting you know uh, uh, for WGNS listeners to to, to know and obviously with all the social media aspect and so forth so we will certainly be blasting out letting folks know we're back just
1: keep tuned and we'll let you know about it Rick thank you for joining us and best of luck to you
2: thank you so much thanks for having me
1: Rick Zane visiting with us on this segment. You know, we're in early voting. We're going to be talking about early voting and the importance of being a part of the midterm election. That's coming up next.
0: All that's news with Mount Lane. Weekday afternoon.
2: W-G-N-S, your
0: good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk.
1: Here's Megan Hutchins at Habitat for Humanity.
3: It's our 15th annual Cooking to Build that's going to be on Saturday, November the 5th. We will have cooking teams set up all around the square, and they make chili, soup, or stew. And then when you go around and get the samples, the cooking teams actually put the soup in styrofoam cups, and they can still get their bowl the day of the event.
1: We'll see you Saturday, November the 5th on the Murfreesboro Square for Cooking to Build.
2: We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at budstireprostn.com
3: morning still heavy traffic out here on 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area as you head towards Nashville leaving Rutherford County busy down through Mount Juliet as well but that's moving fairly decent actually on I-40 coming in uh, through the Mount Juliet area into Hermitage uh, still trying to clear up a crash over here on 40 eastbound on the west side it's going to be just past Charlotte Pike hey attention dentists! Dental Staff School can provide you with qualified dental assistance Google Dental Staff School I'm Commander Chuck you're on time traffic
4: Mostly cloudy skies here this afternoon, high in the low 60s, northwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight partly cloudy skies develop low near 41. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vuichitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently it's 48.
5: Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We are your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at
0: tireworld.us. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5 101.9 1450 online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
1: Welcome back on this segment of our broadcast this morning. It is early voting time. Hopefully you are taking advantage of that. The Rutherford County Election Administrator Alan Farley is our guest. Hey, Alan. Good morning to you.
6: Good morning, Bart. How are you this morning?
1: Doing great. Good to have you with us. I guess the big question: How is early voting going?
6: Well, Bart, it's actually going pretty good. Uh, everything's you know smooth. Uh, you know, we're getting people through the uh, the the line, uh, uh, small lines. I'm, um, uh, but uh, mainly it's just in and out, which is always good.
1: So there's interest in this election.
6: Yeah, there's some. I mean, com- compared to four years ago. Um, our numbers are are not near as as much as they were four years ago because we had a contested gubernatorial uh, election, uh, and also we had a um, contested U.S. Senate campaign. Uh, so that was really driving turnout. Uh, you know, I think there was a hundred million dollars that was spent in the state uh, in in 2018 with the U.S. Senate campaign and the in the gubernatorial elections. Uh, so. Um, <clears throat> So we don't have that um, level of competition uh, this cycle, which tends to not drive the turnout as much.
1: What seems to be the big drivers in this particular election as far as bringing the voters in?
6: Well, you know, we have constitutional amendments that are on the ballot this time. That you know, A lot of people either, A, know nothing about it, or that's one of the reasons why they're coming uh, uh, to the polls. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the, uh, based off of, questions that we're getting um, off of the uh, frustrations from the from, from the national climate uh, the economy um, inflation some of those issues uh, because they're asking okay why do we not have a US Senate uh, candidate on the ballot uh, some have even asked well I thought the president was on the ballot uh, uh, this this election and we're like no that's 2024 uh, so there seems to be a lot of questions about the national ballot.
1: So, when you look at the ballot, uh, you mentioned that the amendments, the four amendments are really getting a lot of attention. Uh, where can people learn more about those amendments so they can go in and vote with some knowledge?
6: They can go to our website at um, election um, dot County, Um Of course, that's a mouthful, but uh, or they can go to www.ruco.vote that's a website that we have and we have those constitutional amendments that are linked on our website uh, for them to go through and read and they can read the legally version but then also there's a summary which kind of goes into a little more detail uh, for those um, amendments.
1: What kind of turnout are you I mean you're always good at forecasting these
6: I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, based off the, the May election and the August election, which our turnout was not was not near what I thought it should be, uh, but it was, um, so based off of this, I'm, I'm projecting we'll have probably around 40 to 44% turnout. Now, that's between 90 and 95,000 votes cast, but now we have 206,000 registered voters, so... Uh, so I, I'm, I, I, would be, I would be pleased if we could get close to the 100000 uh, mark.
1: Now, I've been noticing that uh, some of the other communities around Tennessee are having good turnout, but Nashville is not having as good of a turnout. Uh, Rutherford County is one of the tops. East Tennessee, a lot of folks in East Tennessee are interested in the elections. What do you think is the difference? Uh, why are we seeing good turnouts in some areas? And really weak response in others
6: Well, I think a lot of that Bart is of course Nashville and I've never understood this as large as Metro Nashville is the first week of early voting they only have one location and that's the Howard School Building on 2nd Avenue in downtown Nashville Uh, so you know here in Rutherford County we have nine locations Uh, you know we're nowhere near the size of Davidson Mm -hmm. County but our, our opinion is is that we want to try to get as many people to vote as early as possible because, one, you know, sometimes, you know, especially in, in, in presidential elections and, and, and such, you know, you'll have, you have wait times. Well, with early voting, there's always tomorrow. You know, if your schedule don't work out and you want to pop in and, and you know, there may be a 15-minute wait or 20-minute wait, but, uh, but you can't wait, you can still come back later that afternoon or you can come back tomorrow. Election Day, there is no tomorrow. That's the last day. So we want to make sure we make voting as convenient as possible. And that's one reason why we um, piloted and, and led the, the state in the convenient uh, vote centers. So you know, we offer nine locations, which that gives people ample opportunity. In Murfreesboro, there's five locations here based off of the population. Of course, there's two in Smyrna, one in Laverne. Uh, and, and so we're we're really, ex- well, I guess there's six in Murfreesboro now. There's six in Murfreesboro, two in Smyrna and, uh, and one in Laverne. And we want people, and they're scattered throughout the county, that it doesn't matter if you're on the south side, the east side, north side, west side. There's somewhere close by. There's a early voting location.
1: With so many new people in the community who have moved here from other counties in Tennessee or from another state, our elections are quite different in rutherford county and that has turned into a real positive uh, tell us about that you mentioned being a pilot and this county decided to go ahead and stay with it after the pilot program proved successful
6: bart yeah we were we were able to back in 2016 we were able to get legislation passed that would allow us to uh, kind of de- develop develop the, the process on convenient vote centers. So the parameters the legislature set um, and working with with that to say, okay, here's what we want to do. We want to use the safeguards, uh, the technology that we have uh, to be able to make it available where people can vote at any location. Because with early voting, we were already, since 1994, we were already doing that. And so what this allowed was on election day, instead of being assigned a specific location, you could go to any of the election day uh, voting polling places, so that made it convenient for people who lived and worked lived in Murfreesboro, but they uh, worked in Nashville, because you know that traffic that you <laughs> that you have to leave at five thirty in the That's morning right. <laughs> to get to downtown Nashville is the same traffic that you're you know following back home, and so those people can actually stop in Smarna. they can stop in Laverne. Uh, or somewhere along the interstate, and they can vote at one of those locations. Uh, you know, if you, if you live in uh, Eagleville and you work in Laverne, uh, at lunch you can go to the Laverne location uh, and vote. So it's just really instead of, you know, there were people that actually were driving by locations to go to vote to their assigned polling location, which didn't make sense either.
1: I'm surprised other counties did not jump on that.
6: Well, there's some criteria, and I'm part of that vetting process. And so, you know, there are three other counties: uh, Williamson County, Wilson County, and um, Monroe County in East Tennessee are um, also doing it uh, as well. One of the key things is is that you have to have a satellite location in early voting, which so it's kind of the premises. Of, it's kind of the the concept. So you need to do that first. And, of course, there's a lot lot of counties who do not do satellites. But, of course, if you really look at the state's population, uh, you'd be amazed because, you know, most most out of the 95 counties, I mean, with the exception of about a dozen, they're all very, very small counties. And so with populations of 50, 60, you know, a thousand people or, or even less, you know, we've got. We've got some of our polling loc our, our precincts that are larger than some of the county populations, and in, in Clay County and Pickett County and, and and Trousdale County and some of those. So so one of our precincts is as large as their county. So uh, so that in itself is something that they have they'll have to do, and then kind of go into that process. So there's several. I get calls um, every year from uh, from election commissioners, uh, our administrators. Saying okay, we're thinking about doing this. What do we what do we need to do? So I I really enjoy being able to help them kind of uh, pave the way for them. Blunt counties, I know, uh, up in Maryville, they're one that's really uh, pushing to go for the convenient vote centers this next time.
1: We have a question here from a listener sent in by text, and they're asking what do we need to take with us when we go and take advantage of early voting?
6: Okay, in Tennessee, you have to have a Tennessee issued photo ID. So that can be a Tennessee driver's license, it can be a Tennessee uh, handgun permit, or it can be a federal um, uh, uh, photo ID, such as a passport or a military ID. Uh, so that's what that's all that you need. Now, some people do bring their voter registration, I mean their voter card, which can be very helpful because there's, you, every voter has a voter ID number, and that's the quickest way to bring a person up is by that by that number, especially if you uh, have a you know um, a long last name, and you have to if you type like like I do, sometimes it takes a little time to to type all that in. But that number just uh, gets you in real quick. Uh, but a photo ID, state issue or federal uh, issued ID is all that you need.
1: We have another question from a listener, and they're asking when is the best time to early vote and not be in a crowded area.
6: 7 a.m to 8 a.m on Monday through Friday at our office on the square or 6 p.m to 7 p.m uh, Monday through Friday um, uh, in our office on the square uh, you know that's those are the premium times because <clears throat> people are either getting to work or getting their kids to school uh, and of course in the late in the afternoons people have kind of already gone to to the house but we're we're all on our office uh, on the square we're open from seven to seven. And Friday nights at six thirty, it's a ghost town. But uh, but but we're, we're there. We're available. So that's the that's the best the best time.
1: So go downtown, yeah. eat dinner, and uh, and vote. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right. As you look at uh, the elections, have they changed? Has the makeup of the elections changed? Uh, over the years, since since you've been involved,
6: well, you know I've been involved with local elections, Bart, since gosh, I mean, since the early '80s, and uh, uh, of course I was I'm I was young, but um, and you still are. I, I'm, still, I'm still young, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, sometimes I don't feel young, but uh, but especially election time. But but not they really have changed because the people have changed, the the uh, the community has changed, uh, you know. <clears throat> The west side, what I call the west side of the county, we have more people that vote on the uh, other side or the west side of the interstate than we do in what I call Murfreesboro proper. Uh, And so those majority of those people... Are not from here. They have moved in here. Um, most of them don't even come to downtown Murfreesboro. They hit the interstate going to and from Nashville or whatever. So um, that 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 in itself has really changed the mode of uh, communication. You know, I can remember back in the old days. You know, you always waited for that Sunday morning paper before election day. Okay, what's the big, you know, surprise newspaper ad that's going to hit on, on your candidate or, or against the candidates To But, you know, with social media and things of that nature, you don't really have that now. It seems like it's just, uh, you know, and, and the sad part about it is, is there seems about there's just attack, attack, attack. Uh, a lot of times um, uh, just, you know, um, through the process. So, Do you think that
1: that will ever change now that we've gone that direction where it's just, mud swinging
6: you know um i i kind of hope i kind of hope it does uh revert back to the old um uh, old way of politics, so to speak. I mean, I, I miss. I miss. I remember as a, as a kid growing up here in Murfreesboro, you know, coming up and uh, um, you know up on the town square and John J. Hooker up on the, you know, on the town square he up here, you know, kind of doing his stump speech. Uh, Winfield Dunn doing his stump, you know, stump speech and and some of those, you know, Lamar Alexander running for governor, walking across the state and kind of walking through Rutherford County, you know, the the really the the true. Uh, retail politics, uh, so to speak, of just, you know, out there meeting, shaking hands. But now it's all it's, it seems to be all television, social media, and, and direct mail.
1: Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Alan Farley.
7: Good morning. Guess who this is?
1: I don't know. Is it, uh, well, gee, I have no clue. It wouldn't be Casey.
7: I'm running for president of the... Uh, I'm going to say the fix the highway, the streets, the road, the hills, and the mountains department. We've got, I don't know if I'm going to try to buy me a horse, but I don't know how to get up on it. But (laughs) I tell you what, I I don't, I I, I mean, we're going to talk about what our guest is on today about. But I tell you, I'm so mad at the, I ain't going to tell you who I'm mad at, but I think it's too late to register to vote.
6: Is it too late to register? It is too too late for this election, yes.
7: Oh, no, I wanted to vote so bad because Washington just about to get under my E-string. I'm about to get fed up with Washington, I'm going to be honest with you. And a lot of my church members are too. And they all tell me, Casey, you're on that radio, you ought to do something for us. So I'm going to try to help them this time.
1: Well, you'll have a chance in two years. I guess.
6: Yeah, you, I'll you, be you, there. Now you can, you know, even though you can register now, but you won't be a, 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 eligible to vote in this election. But, uh-huh. I, but I do encourage you, to, you know, to get, you know, while the the passion's hot, and and, yeah. and you you, you need to go ahead and register so that way you're set, ready to go, and time doesn't slip up on you for the next election. I'm gonna
7: get me a group together, and you'll hear from me. Oh. I, I I guarantee you, I'm getting ready to get me a group together.
1: And, you, yeah, that's it. You need to get your friends together, and they yes, need to register also. We're
7: getting ready to get it. I'm, I'm serious, Bart.
1: Well, You'll wh- you wh- to here with me. Keep us informed.
7: Yes, sir. I'll be talking to you.
1: All right.
7: You Appreciate take care. Appreciate y'all. Have a good day. I'm listening. All righty. All right.
1: 615-893-1450. That is our number. Have you registered to vote yet? Like Alan said, you can do it now. You You can't go out and vote this time, but... While you're thinking about it, don't let it slip away. Register and vote. We'll be right back.
0: We've got your local sports fix. Weekdays at five, it's all sports talk with Marty Hill Jr. and Tim Tackett here on WGNS.
3: Good morning. Still heavy traffic out here on 24th through the Hickory Hollow area as you head towards Nashville, leaving Rutherford County busy down through Mount Juliet as well. But that's moving fairly decent, actually, on I-40 coming in uh, through the Mount Juliet area into Hermitage. Uh, Still trying to clear up a crash over here on 40 eastbound on the west side. It's going to be just past Charlotte Pike. Hey, attention, Dennis. Dental Staff School can provide you with qualified dental assistance. Google Dental Staff School. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic
4: classroom closures small business lockdowns mask mandates government bureaucrats failed us during covid they infringed on our freedoms left school children behind and hurt our economy but here in tennessee another unelected board of bureaucrats decides if and where health care providers can expand services and care tennessee's certificate of need or con law gives government bureaucrats too much power over our care Those bureaucrats and their endless red tape limit access to quality healthcare choices. Consider these facts. Today, only half of hospitals in Tennessee with maternity wards have a NICU. We wanna make it easier for healthcare providers to respond to the needs of Tennessee families. Tennessee's population is growing, and it takes three to four years to build a new hospital. It's time to put patients first. Tell your legislator to fully repeal the Tennessee con by Center for Individual Freedom. Guys,
5: there's a lot of people talking about testosterone. Do your homework and be sure to go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone, and they determine the cause of any symptoms you're having and whether you're a candidate for low T or something else like low thyroid or sleep apnea. Typically, their annual health assessment is completely covered by health insurance, and they check everything, including PSA which is prostate levels, thyroid, liver, and kidney function, cholesterol, glucose levels, and more. Low T Center has affordable and convenient options for treatment, including monitored self-inject treatment that ships directly to you each month. Make your health a priority. Schedule your annual health assessment at Low T Center today. It's covered by most health insurance or less than $100 cash pay. Go to LowTeeCenter.com to book your appointment online. That's LowTeeCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care.
0: He's local. Certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. Financial Coaching Radio, weekdays at four on News Radio WGNS.
1: Welcome back. We are talking this morning about the election. We are in progress on early voting. Have you taken advantage of early voting? Alan Farley is with us. He is the administrator for the Rutherford County Election Commission. Alan, how much more time will people have to take advantage of early voting right here in Rutherford County? The
6: last day to vote Vote early is November the 3rd. November 3rd, okay. And so then there's a five-day break, and then Election Day is November the 8th. But, uh, you know, of course, there's ample opportunities. We've got nine locations. Uh, Our satellite locations, the ones that are other than our office on the square, they're open from 10 a.m. to 6 6 p.m., Monday through Friday. On uh, Saturdays from eight to noon, our office on the square is open from seven a.m. to seven p.m. and uh, Monday through Friday, and then on Saturdays from eight to noon, we have we offer the most hours of early voting than any county in the state.
1: Very good. For people who are like Casey who called in, uh, it's too late to register to vote for this particular election. Uh, what does next year look like? When will be our next chance?
6: Our next election will be, um, unless there's a special election, and knock on wood, we don't like special elections because we, uh, we, our, our elections run every um, even-numbered years. So um, I'm not sure the specific date, but the first Tuesday in March— uh, of 2024 will be the presidential preference primary. So we'll be um uh, having the um voting to elect the nominees of the uh, political parties for for president uh and then of course the highway superintendent and also uh the property assessor uh, in Rutherford County is on that on that ballot as well.
1: So we won't have anything next year. And the next one would be a year later
6: And 24. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, we our elections are set every um, every other year, and they fall they fall in the even numbered years.
1: Okay, but it's as you suggested to Casey, if you're thinking about registering, don't wait until you forget about it again. Go exactly, on and do it exactly.
6: You can, people can go to uh, our website, or they can go to govotetn.gov. Uh, and register Uh, they can register through the department of safety Uh, when they go when they if you have a change of address or your you know name change due to uh, uh, getting married or whatever when you go through and change your driver's license uh, update your driver's license you can also update your voter registration at that time
1: all righty well let's take another call here good morning you're on WGNS with Alan Farley
3: Hello, thank you for taking my call. I'm sorry I was late tuning in. But anyway, I live out in the county. Is there anything that I need to vote for on this uh, election right now?
6: Well, in uh, the county, um, you do. You, so you do not live in any of these municipalities in the county, only only outside the unincorporated area? Out,
3: uh-huh. Yes, okay. sir, I live out in the county of Rutherford.
6: Okay. Well, of course, the uh, governor's office is on, on the ballot this time. Then we also have the U.S. Uh, congressional uh, seat is on the ballot and plus you uh, have a state representative that is also um uh, office on the ballot and then potentially a state senate uh office is on the ballot depending on which part of the county that you're in so uh yeah so there, there's any time that there's an election and there's a voice uh you know a choice to be made a voice to be heard uh there's always something to vote on
3: oh okay i appreciate that very much thank you Been y'all have a wonderful day
6: thank you
1: and, of course, the amendments are on there for her.
6: Correct, yeah. The constitutional amendments are also on the ballot uh, as well. And of course, we have Smarna um, elections, uh, municipal election, also Laverne and Eagleville uh, all have competitive um, um, pr- uh, elections for this cycle.
1: How much time will it take, in most cases, for people to get through the early voting process?
6: I mean, really, I mean, you know, unless you go to Sportscom or Lane and we have more people there than we do at any other location, Five minutes. Uh, really, it takes you longer to go ahead and fill out um, your your application and and get signed in if you go in knowing what you're voting for. Now, if you get bogged down and you're reading the the amendments and trying to figure that out, uh, it, of course, it'll take longer. But but I do encourage you you know before you do go uh, go you know go on. Um, I know WGNs always has uh, the the links to our website. But also, you can go to our website. And just read what those amendments are. Um, you know, one of them has to deal with the right to work said Tennessee's Amendment One, Amendment Two is uh, has to do with the uh, line of succession with the governor, uh, and if, if the governor was to become uh, incapacitated at some point, uh, Amendment Three um, is the. Uh, uh, Slavery and um, um, uh, involuntary servitude uh, question. That's uh, to amend that out of the Constitution. Uh, then also uh, the um, Amendment Four has to deal with the priest or or or, or, or uh, pastor being able to serve in the House and, and the Senate uh, in the legislature. So uh, those those are really some housekeeping issues. Uh, on Amendments two, three, and four.
1: Alan, any final thoughts you want to encourage people to do?
6: Yeah, but just uh, you know, take advantage of this opportunity. It's a November general election, uh, to you know, turn out to, to vote. Uh, if you're not, if you're like Casey and you're not registered yet, take this opportunity to go ahead and get registered so you're ready for the next election when it comes along. And before you go, just make sure you go and read through those constitutional amendments, and that way you go in, and uh, you know, you've got a, an understanding of what that is because of. Uh, our ballot, six pages of it, is just reading the legalese of the Constitutional Amendment. So uh, there are summaries on there, so you can kind of narrow that narrow that reading down. But uh, but I just encourage all of our voters to go ahead and make sure to uh, do your research, and then that way you go in and then you just vote yes or no.
1: Alan Farley, our guest this morning, he is the election administrator for Rutherford County.